Welcome to Order Up, the restaurant operations podcast brought to you by Ops Analytica. Hi, this podcast is sponsored by Ops Analytica, the restaurant inspection, checklist, and reporting app. My name is Tommy Yanulis. I'm one of the founders of Ops Analytica. Our clients utilize the inspector to do their daily checklists, to do their restaurant inspections, but most importantly, to see what's happening in their restaurants and to be able to hold their managers more accountable. Please check us out at opsanalytica.com and go watch the demo video and you'll learn everything you need to know. Hi, and welcome to this episode of the Order Up Restaurant Operations Podcast. My name is Tommy Anulis. Today is going to be an essay podcast, which means we're not interviewing anyone today. We are sort of diving into one of the blogs that we wrote and uh, sort of just turning it into an audio blog. And the title of today's essay is Five Tips to Writing Better Restaurant Line Checks. Every restaurant should be doing some form of line check for each meal period. The reason that you do line checks is to ensure that your food is safe and ready to serve to your guests, but it goes much further than that. Line checks allow you to catch your mistakes before your guests do, which reduces food comps. We see that in fast food and we see that also in full service restaurants. The more stuff you're preparing local on site, sauces, soups, sides, the the bigger opportunity you have to catch your mistakes versus in fast food, you might just be ripping open bags or you know using pre-made food. But we have seen anywhere in fast food, maybe half a point food cost reduction from doing line checks. Full service restaurants, a point in food cost from doing line checks. Um, line checks do more than that though. They make, allow us, give us a time to check for line readiness. Proper portion controls are in place. Backups are thawed and that the line is stocked and ready for the rush, which improves execution and sales. So you reduce comps, you increase guest satisfaction by delivering food that's delicious. But then there's some technical things in there too. Making sure that the food is thawed, that you have the right amount of backups on the line so that you can execute in the rush and get your ticket times down and get your food out as quickly as possible is going to drive sales. In any restaurant scenario, it's always those last 5, 10, 15 tables that are your profit tables, right? And so you you have to cover all your fixed costs and variable costs for that shift. So when you when your kitchen slows down, then you don't necessarily get those last couple of tables because the previous tables didn't get out of the way fast enough. And then sometimes you can have a shift where you basically cover your costs but don't make any profitability. And just making sure that you're controlling what you can control, which are your own operations, every single shift is hugely important and line checks drive that. Now the hard part about writing good line checks is that you have competing priorities to deal with. You have safety versus quality and time. If your priority is time, meaning you want to write short line checks and you want them to be quick and easy to do, then you you might be sacrificing safety and quality to speed up that line check. You can't check everything in 10 minutes. Vice versa, if your priority is brand protection, you could check everything extensively. You can temp every single item, you know, but then again, that line check might take two hours to complete. And so you have to balance that out, right? You don't want your chef doing the line check through the entire lunch rush because it takes them so long to get it done. Um, so you got to find a compromise and we'll talk about how you can write better line check questions to speed up line checks, but still ensure that you're safe. So what are the attributes of a good line check question? Well, there's a couple of them. 
In each line check question, you wanna have the item name, you wanna have the pan size, you wanna have the safety control range, if that's time or temp, and you wanna have the portion control in there. And if, you're, and if it's a high use item, you might even wanna put in the par for that shift in the question. So let's just take an example. Alfredo sauce, quarter pan, 145 to 160, four ounce ladle. That is a great line check question because it shows whoever is taking do is conducting that line check exactly what they need to be looking for for that item. How much they should have on the line, what's the temperature range, what's the portion control. You know as well as I know that, you know, a lot of cooks aren't paying attention to those portion control labels. They're just filling everything with ladles. And that affects food costs when you get over portion and it affects food quality when you under portion. So you want to make sure that you've got everybody sort of focused in on the details here, right? Now, there are a couple of items that are sort of don't need to be written in on every line check question, but you need to check every single time, right? Um, the first thing you want to check is that every item on the line is properly labeled with the make and expiration dates, right? Because that's what the health inspector is going to do. So that's an unwritten, that's an unwritten part of every line check question is, is this prepared food labeled? The other thing that you're going to want to do is you want to taste every prepared item, dressing, sauces, sides, that is safe to sample and taste without cooking it, right? So obviously you don't want like your cook licking raw chicken because a, that's gross and B, they're going to get sick. But like if it's ranch dressing or if it's mashed potatoes or spaghetti sauce or soup, you should be checking the taste of all of those items as you do that line check because that's where you're going to catch your own mistakes before your guests do it. Now, um, one of the things that one of our restaurant um, clients is doing is they built like line check kits. And they're actually like in those like little like uh, that kind of remind me of like the cleaning lady kits that you would see like in a hotel room. Like they keep all their cleaning supplies in. Well, they've got a couple of those Rubbermaid containers and they filled them with a empty spoon bucket and a full spoon or clean spoon bucket or excuse me, a dirty spoon and clean spoon container. They got test strips. They got thermometers. They got rubber gloves in there and they're they taught their dishwashers, hey, make sure there's 30 spoons in here. And so they literally can grab that kit at the beginning of the shift and they got everything they need to go and do a line check right there and it's clean and ready to go. And that allows them to taste everything. So let's talk about temp questions because that's another big attribute of doing line checks. You need, and this is also a speed tip as well, and this is where you can, you can make up some time. You need to temp every item on your line in your steam tables and your make tables to make sure they're safe because that's what a health inspector is going to do when they walk through they're going to just pick random items in temp now do you have to record every temperature for you to be safe and so this is one of those gray areas temping is one of those things where if you have to record every single temp it takes more time to do that than to just verify that the temperature is safe. So my sort of best practice around temping and speeding up your line checks is, and also making sure you're safe is, temp everything, record those most critical items, right? So there are certain items on your line, um, let's say it's refried beans as an example. If you don't stir that really well when you're heating it up and thoroughly heat it up, you could have a cold pockets in the middle of the beans. So that's an, that's an item you go, 
this is a tough one because we can have those cold pockets. We don't want to have the cold part in the danger zone. So you might choose to temp and record refried bean temperature. But ranch dressing that's been in the walk-in all night, you might not record that temperature. You might just verify that it's less than 41 degrees. To wrap that section up, temp everything, verify it's safe, record critical item temperatures that you think that the health inspector might try to nail you on, okay? Uh, time is a control. Time is a control is a perfectly reasonable thing to do. And I know like a lot of restaurants, like uh, we have a burger chain uh, friends and they like room temperature tomatoes. So they slice their tomatoes at room temp. And so that's great. I totally get that. Your health inspector is going to come and they're going to tempt those tomatoes and go, hey, these are in the danger zone. So you got to make sure you're logging when those tomatoes hit the line. So it's okay to use time as a control, but you have to record the time that the food hit the line and the time that it's going to expire. And if there's anything you can do with kitchen timers or anything like that, go for it. But definitely you want to make sure you're recording those times so that you can have documentation that you pay attention to that kind of stuff. Now, critical item questions. In addition to just tasting the food and, and making sure that you're stocked and that your PARs are full and you have enough backups and all that stuff in your line check, there are certain items that any health inspector, if they were to walk in in the middle of lunch, are going to look at every single time. They are going to check the sanitizer buckets. So you have to check the sanitizer buckets. They're gonna confirm that your hand sinks are clean, was stocked with soap, paper towels, the water is warm. That there's no uh, food sitting on the floor in your storage room. That in your walk-ins, that there's no cross-contamination, that they're obviously at the right temp, but that there's no produce underneath meats and, and just basic storage things. Every district's different, but there are certain critical items that they are always looking for. You need to make sure that you're checking that stuff on your line check as well. You know, just true false questions. You never want to have a critical item question that's uh, anything but true false. You're either pregnant or you're not. You're either safe or you're not. So uh, make sure you're looking at those kinds of items on your line check because, you know, there's always that jerk health inspector who's going to come during lunch specifically to see where you're at and they're looking for that stuff. They're looking to ding you on things that, you know, you should know better on. And I guess my final point, the fifth point of writing an effective line check is shorter is better than longer. You don't win any awards for writing longer line checks. You know, you want to focus your managers on the most important things to ensure that the food quality is there and that the food you're about to serve is safe and that your kitchen is operating safely as well and nothing else because they have a lot to do and, and we want them to do, they, we want them to focus on this most important stuff, but we realize that when the orders start coming in, they got to start making food, right? Um, when you guys build your line checks, you know, start big and then know that it's iterative. Don't just think I'm going to write it the first time and it's going to be done. Put it into play for a couple shifts. Do it yourself with the chef. And then you go, oh, this question doesn't need to be there or I should change how this one's written or whatever it is and get all that stuff done. And then finally, um, make sure that, you know, we obviously have a, a digital checklist app, but if you're doing this on paper, make sure that you give people room for comments, make sure that everybody can answer every question every time, you know, or that they are allowed to leave those blank so that, um, you know, you just want to inspire truthful answers. So the big thing about writing line checks, it's not sexy. They're not like, they're not fun, but they're 
so effective in running consistent operations shift to shift day by day. And the biggest thing you can do as a manager to be successful by implementing line checks is to follow up on them. So you want to capture the start time and the end time. Um, obviously, if you use a digital system, it will do that for you. But you want to make sure you're capturing that data. You want to make it easy for your team to be able to write comments in if there's something that was wrong so that they can close the loop on what they did to fix it. And you want to make sure that uh, you follow up on them. So if you say the line check has to be done at 11.15, then you need to schedule yourself to be there at 11.15 or have it in a system where it gets to you. But like, so you can see that it was actually done on time. You wanna make sure you look at the line check and read the answers and then go and look at the line and, and get train your team to know that you're actually looking at this stuff you're double checking them and if you see a discrepancy that you follow up with them in a nice manner and say, hey, you said it was this, but it's really this. Let's fix it together because people are people and they're going to do, they're going to take the path of least resistance and getting the kitchen set up and ready to go for lunch and prepping all that food is a lot of work. And so you want to make the path of least resistance to do the line check correctly and get everything done correctly. Um, and the only way you can do that is by inspecting what you expect and following up on the results that you're getting from your team. So just to sum up this quick uh, essay, number one, good line check questions, the name, the pan size, the, the control, whether it's temp or time, the portion size of what they should be ladling it out at. And I would say if you have, in some items, you could even put in the, the readiness par for the shift. Um, you want to temp everything, but only record the most critical items that will speed up your line checks. Um, if you do time as a control, then make sure that you're recording the time that the food went out on the line and what the expiration time is so that the people can see that you're doing that. Uh, when I say people, the health inspector, make sure that you have all your critical items, just those other items that a health inspector is going to look at, critical violations covered on your line check so that people go and inspect that every shift and make sure it's cool or make sure you're doing it in some other checklist if it's not going to be on your line check. But you need to know that the sanitizer is the right PPM and that your walk-ins organized and that you know none of your team are leaving you open for a critical violation. And ultimately, shorter is better than longer. Stay focused on what's most important, which is safety and quality, but do it in a way that's time effective. So that is our essay on five tips to writing better line checks. Thank you so much for uh, checking out the podcast. Take care.